Hey, you're listening to the Boss You Podcast with Susan Hyatt and Laura Wagner. I'm Susan Hyatt. I'm a master certified life and business coach, an author, and entrepreneur. And I'm Laura Wagner. I'm a psychologist, a life coach, and a group fitness instructor. We're both moms and wives with full, busy lives. We're both obsessed with Beyonce. And we're both proud feminists who believe that women should have access to anything they want, personally, professionally, and financially. And we're both super passionate about the life coaching industry. Together, we started Boss University, which is a training program for women who want to become certified coaches and change people's lives through the art of life coaching. This is our podcast, and we hope this podcast gives you a big burst of energy. We hope it makes you laugh, and we hope it inspires you to charge after your goals like a boss. You can create any kind of life that you want, any kind of business that you want, and any kind of legacy that you want. There's nothing more powerful than a woman who has made up her mind and who has decided to boss up and go after what she wants. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to Boss University. This is episode number five. This is Susan Hyatt, and I'm here with the amazing Laura Wagner. Hello, everyone. So, episode five, we're talking about how life coaching is actually an art form, and it gets me really excited. (laughs) Me too, because we're artists, baby, and we know it. That's right. And, you know, I think that I read an article that had some statistics in it. And it was basically saying that when kids are in lower elementary school, if you ask a a classroom full of kids, if they consider themselves to be creative, almost every hand will go up. Mm. But then by the time kids hit middle school, if you ask them the same question, maybe one or two hands will go up. And the reason why is unfortunately, um, through family of origin, through the education system, culture at large, um, we have this idea as a society that creativity is a really specific thing. Like you're either a really fantastic artist, like a painter, sculptor, um, musician, and it's easily defined. And so I know for myself as a child, I had a hard time. I'm sure you'll be shocked at this, Laura. I had a hard time coloring within the lines. And I can, I can remember bringing home from kindergarten worksheets where my teacher gave me like a C minus because I didn't color within the lines or a note home that my mom really needed to work with me on my scissoring skills because I couldn't, I, my hand-eye coordination still is not the best. Um, but I, I did get this idea at a young age that I was not artistic. Mm. And even in grade school and high school, when I was applauded for being a good writer, I don't know that I considered that necessarily creative or that I was an artist because I love to write. And, you know, going through my life, I I can remember saying, oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I'm not creative. And when um, I had my children and Emily at a very young age exhibited a lot of artistic talent, 
I would say, like, I have no idea where she gets it. I have no Mm -hmm. idea. And it really wasn't until um, I became a coach and I had a website. And part of the website was that you could have your own blog that I started to think and consider myself to be a creative person, Um, creative in my writing, creative in my business packaging and marketing. And, and the business of being a coach, that it was actually an art form to be able to coach another human being in a way that would lead them back to themselves. And I know you, you feel the same way that I do, Lara, that learning how to coach someone effectively is an art form. Absolutely. And I, you were just talking about that. And I was thinking back to having little flashbacks of when I was in both my therapy training to get my license to practice psychotherapy and when I was training um, as a coach under Brooke Castillo. And I can remember thinking I wasn't thinking of it at all as you know, part of the art of what I do. I was in a place where I think a lot of new coaches or uh, personal development professionals are where you're like, okay, what am I supposed to ask? And, you know, sort of like how to get your client from A to B, like you could sort of link it up perfectly. And that's really what I've come to understand over the years is that, you know, there is no perfect way that's going to fit every single person that we work with that's going to draw something out of them that's going to, you know, be that light bulb moment for them. And you know what? That is such good news that there is the art of it is, you know, all of the tangled paths that our lives go down and helping our clients see the beauty in that and see that their own life is that there's art in that. And to kind of dovetail with what you said, both of us share that um, ever since we were young girls that we knew we were writers. And I too didn't really consider that as it's like I knew I was good at it. We'll say that sometimes about things. Well, I'm good at it. But it's like I would kind of negate that, you know, if I wasn't dancing or painting, that sort of thing, then I wasn't creative. Maybe I saw it as more functional. But the beauty of what coaching has taught me in building this business is that it is a even more vastly creative process for me than I ever even imagined. It's the art of coaching another woman. I mean, I swear, and I know you've experienced this too, when you are really in sync with your client and you're listening to them, you're not thinking of what you're going to say before they speak to it. And it feels like something else is coming through you that is you, but it's bigger than you in some ways. And that is art, baby. That's what that is. And that's Mm -hmm. how I knew I was like, oh man, I'm in a whole different realm than I ever Like I set up a boundary for myself that I've leapt over in many ways. And Mm -hmm. that's good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that I think that going through life coach training and then master life coach training. um, And so for those of you listening, if you're interested in becoming a coach or you're already a coach and you're interested interested in elevating your coaching to an art form, I think Part of that comes from actually seeing clients. So, you know, obviously having enough clients to practice on and work with so that you get to know your own style as a coach. Um, 
Coaching your face off. That's what I always like to say. You coach your face off. That's right. That's one of my favorites. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't really know these things until you coach your face off. And, Mm -hmm. um, And so when you're discovering your own coaching art, I think some of the questions that coaches can ask themselves is, okay, I've had this great training. So our students who go through our program, they get this top-notch curriculum training on how to actually coach. But then the art form comes in when they're able to ask themselves, okay, what do I bring to the coaching as a coach? So what do I lead with? What are some of my top qualities? And so I can remember after coaching my face off for some time and almost subconsciously trying to do it like my trainers, you know, Mm -hmm. so not mimic them, but like, okay, this is how it's done sort of thing. I remember the moment I decided to off-road, if you will. (laughs) She went rogue. (laughs) (laughs) And to start bringing more of what I could bring to the table, to the tool. So, So you may have a coaching tool that you like to use, but the art is what you bring to it. So I can remember um, sending out a survey to my clients as I was trying to create some branding stuff and I asked them some pretty simple questions and I have most of my clients do this exercise too and I'm sure I had you do it Laura um, where it's the question like what do you think my top qualities are what do you how do you feel after working with me what do you think my biggest gifts are as a coach and it's it's really to have an understanding of what you bring to the table that you yourself may not see yet And one of the things that almost everybody said in the survey that I sent out for me was a couple things. One was your energy and that you make it fun. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting those answers and being kind of pissed off about it because (laughs) I I want to know what you wanted to hear. I wanted them to say like, you know, you make it happen or you get results or, you know, which I do. But I was like, well, who the hell cares about energy? Like, right, this was like 10 years ago. Who cares about energy? And who, like, who cares that I make it fun? That's silly. And I was talking through this with somebody and they were like, you only think that because you think everybody, because I did, I thought, well, every life coach has good energy, which it's true. We all do mostly, but it's not about how it wasn't like, oh, because you have good energy. It was that your specific energy is inspiring and energetic and uplifting. And in the landscape of self-help, a lot of it is not seemingly fun. It, It is deep work. So being able to make it go deep, go down there with people, but keep it, keep it energizing for them is really what that was about. So I would say, okay, yeah, now all these years later, I can really own that, that there is an art form to helping people transform their lives in a deep way and keep it really fun. 
So then for you guys listening, this is a, this is a question that will help elevate your art form is having that understanding is as a coach, what is it that you bring to the table? And I'm not talking about your resume. So I'm not talking about your education. I'm definitely not talking about any certifications um, or endorsements. I'm talking about what is the flavor that you bring to it. And that helps create this beautiful art form. What do you think about that, Laura? I love that. And it made me think about when I was, this was a real aha moment for me, not just, it was really more for me, the woman that was going to become a coach. And it was actually something that happened when I was in my therapy training, God, almost six or so years ago, I remember. And I was like, why did you fuckers save this for the end? Because <laughs> the faculty of the pro- department, I was like, dude, we should have known this right at the top. And it was this. We had this class where we were talking about what makes a therapist a person that helps and serves other people with their mental well-being and how that carries over into other parts of their life. What makes them really good at what they do? Like what's and they actually like did a study, of course, and because, you know, therapy, it's all evidence based stuff. Awesome. Amazing. But what they found was it was something they called common factors And but it was something that was also like unnameable. So what common factors is the common factor that people mention for what really helped them in the relationship with their therapist and really helped them change their lives. And I think the same applies to coaching is it wasn't that I as a therapist would know cognitive behavioral therapy and solution focus, which is what I thought I was like okay, I got to learn how to do all these things and learn how to ask questions in all these ways because these are the gateways to help people. They said it was the relationship that they had with that provider of their services, with that coach or with that therapist. And it was, I think, frustrating maybe to my faculty and stuff, but they wanted us to know about it because what they were really saying is there's an art to this. There's a beauty and an art to it that only you can bring, and it's not going to be for everybody, but you have to figure out within yourself as you practice and as you do what you're going to do, and that's the only way you can learn what it is, and that was like for me, I was like, oh my God, finally someone's speaking to me because I think I told myself for a long time because I'm so sensitive and I am creative and I sort of see the work that I do is it's it's an like I live my life as a work of art, the way I dress and everything. And I was always like, what the fuck does all that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with everything. It is part of the art. And I'm like you, people will say to me, you know, and I'm like, okay, what do you like about working with, with WAGs, Laura Wagner? What is it? And, you know, they'll say you're inspiring um, or, or motivational. And sometimes I want them to tell me like something that has like the depths of the guts of my life that we went into, that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, they're, t- they're giving me, they're mirroring for me, you know, what it is that, that art that I bring to them when I serve them. And, um, you know, it's, it's all of those things. That's the wisdom and beauty of our work is when we really come into that and understand that. Mm-hmm. Well said. So what do you think in terms of experiencing coaching as an art form? What do you think in, you know, in addition to the coach knowing what it is that they bring to 
coaching is part of the art form. Um, what do you think are some of the other things necessary to help a coach allow themselves for their coaching to be art? I like what my coach taught me, my coaching instructor, um, and I steal it from her all the time. Brooke would always say, be willing to suck at it. And that actually to me is, um, (laughs) it's a little too much of a hard line for me. What I like to say is be willing, willing for it to be a mess and not be completely clear all the time. It's that's allowing yourself to find your way because oftentimes the beauty like rises from the mud of all of that. And you're like, there'll be times when I'm working with clients and in my mind, even though I'm trying to hold that space of let this be what it needs to be, this is their journey and I'm with them on it. But I so want a certain outcome or for the door to swing open for them mentally a certain way. Um, and I'll feel like, well, maybe this is just becoming a mess and I don't know if I'm you know, going down the right road with them. And when I just pull back the lens and allow and, and I, I just, I don't, I refuse to believe I suck <laughs> in anything <laughs> in life. I always feel like I'm learning and I'm like, let the learning happen. Let the, what feels like a mess, let it be and grow and, and see what there is to come from that. So don't freak yourself out about, I don't know. I think when things happen, when we're coaching, like our blind spots that come up or um, that we feel like we hit a wall with people and we're like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do next. That kind of thing. It's it's all part of the process. Yeah, I think I agree with you. And I think that um, you're right, like not having attachment to outcome. um, That has been one of the primary ways my coaching has elevated itself so and what I mean by that is in the beginning and I and I can still sometimes like I'm awake to myself when I'm doing it so I can course correct pretty quickly Um, but in the beginning I was really attached to what the result was that my client was going to experience. And I think for those of you who aren't yet coaches who are listening to this may think, well, yeah, if somebody's paying you to lose weight or if someone's paying you to make more money, um, you better deliver on that. And what's really interesting that I've learned over and over and over again is that when we become way too attached to our client's outcome, it really blocks our creativity. And so most of the time when I'm not attached to a client's outcome, and this is same with parenting, um, (laughs) (laughs) something even better happens if we stop trying to control an outcome. So, um, Yes, I will have clients that hire me and they say, I want you to ride my ass. I want you to hold me accountable and I want you to aggravate me and pester me and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I tell them straight up, like, I'm the wrong coach for you. Other times I'll humor them and say, okay, Um, and then do it how I do it, which is to allow them to go to places that they couldn't even have imagined because they were so fixated on whatever it is, an extra $50,000 or 50 pounds. You know, like that's the window dressing for what they really want. Right. And it, I think that that 
that if I can stay in that place of bringing what I bring to the table, um, standing outside of my clients' excuses and stories, and not being attached to them achieving the result they told me they wanted to achieve, everything, everything elevates. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you and I also share, and I've, this is probably for me, the number one, like coaching as art, ding, 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 like, oh, Laura, it was, this was what it always was. And it is this, I have tap into my infinite curiosity about human beings. I, that's part of the art of it to me. I am so curious about people and their behaviors and what their stories are about who they are, where they came from. And when I work from people from that work with people from that place, um, it just becomes like it is an art because it almost becomes like a song that you're listening to. And it's like, you know, you're just like, and what's the next part? And tell me more about this. And, you know, and then it, it, the questions and the, it all just begins to come so naturally and so easily. So whenever I've found myself getting in that place of, like you said, holding on to an outcome or, or thinking like, what do I do next? What do I do next? I just go to that place of curiosity with myself. Just like we talked about in the earlier podcast about fun and play. I think I start with the question of what would happen if, and I'll say out loud to my client, what would happen if you did this? Or if you knew the answer, because a lot of times you can ask somebody something and you'll, and they'll say, I don't know. And I'm like, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's just interesting what comes up. And it's just because I'm just so curious. I'm like, I want to know more. Tell me more. Tell me more. One of our, I think this might be a, I, I hear a lot of coaches say it and I like it when you get to that place when you're coaching someone and they sort of give you that it almost it becomes a place where they're going to dig into the good stuff that's maybe not where they want to go that's beyond that window dressing you're speaking of and they halt or they stop or you get a one word answer I always say say more tell me more I want to know more because there's so much stuff that comes from that mm-hmm. well and I think that it's that is really what starts to make a coaching session go down uh, the road of art is digging beneath the surface of what a client is telling you. So, um, you know, when I'm training coaches, there are tons of tools that we have that can help you do this. Um, but it's, it's like, it's like being a plumber in their minds. So they're telling us that um, they don't know or that, um, you know, they're irate because their son didn't mow the grass. And when you start to dig around there and say, like, well, what's so bad about him not mowing the grass? And, okay, I know, I know, you want your grass mowed. But for real, like, why is this making you so, like, foaming at the mouth mad? Well, because he never does what I ask. Okay, well, so what? Why is that so bad? Well, because, you know, and you can help a client get all the way down to the crappy belief that they're holding, which is he's going to wind up in jail because he does nothing. You know, he does nothing. And that's where the art can really start to shape up because you're not just, I think that that's where we at 
our university can help coaches really shine is helping them understand that it's not about a client saying, I want you to help me lose 50 pounds and you put them on a meal plan and an exercise plan and you just hold them accountable. That's not what coaching as an art form is about. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's about digging underneath all of that and figuring out what are the beliefs that are holding them back? What are, how are those beliefs impacting their behaviors? What's the result they're really after? I know they're saying that they want to lose weight or they want to make more money or they, I'm using niches from my own business as examples, but it could be whatever. Um, And helping them really understand what's going on inside of them so that they can start to build a life that really matters and is, is, has way more impact than just, you know, I need to look hot for my reunion. Right. Well, and I think what you're talking about in my mind, what I think of when you're saying that, what you just said was we, it's a peeling back of the layers. It's like when I think of it and compare it to artwork, when someone's restoring something or trying to, to figure out in a painting, like what's behind there, what were the original colors, that kind of thing. They're very carefully sort of peeling back the layers of that with those kind of questions. And um, it's like a really beautiful but intricate process to do that. Um, and I think that's part of the art of it is is the willingness to do that. And a very coachy phrase that I don't think a lot of, like I call them lay people, <laughs> they know what it means is when – we say as coaches, we hold the space for people. People are like, what the fuck is that? What is it like? What are you doing when you do that? Mm-hmm. But that's what that means, what you just described. It is having a willingness, the art of being in that space with them and you keep going and you keep going and you keep excavating and being with them when whatever comes up, comes up and helping them on the process of self-discovery because it's like you said they think they want to like the sort of transaction of you're a plumber so snake this shit out of me so I can like unclog and get on with my life and it's like (laughs) no honey it don't work like that (laughs) What, what does work is really beautiful and it can be really messy but it's so worth it it is so worth it and I think that um you know, we've talked about a coach understanding what they bring to coaching, um, not having attachment to outcome, um, getting be- beneath the surface of what a client is saying and, and help them understand themselves a little better. I think, you know, coaching as an art form, you know, another piece of that is allowing yourself as a coach to like what I was talking about earlier, like go off road. So the things that we teach when we train coaches on how to coach is just really sort of the baseline and then empowering yourself to to change it up, to add to it, to get creative, to design your own tools. Well, and, and a, par- a big part of that for me too, and you know this about me because we've known each other for almost seven years now, it's being in, a, in an exploratory process with yourself. So part of my work and part of how I create my work is people are always like, you're always traveling, you're always doing this, you're always doing that. All of that informs what I'm doing as a coach. Mm-hmm. Like when I invest in myself to do these things to, you know, it's obviously 
for the pleasure of it and because I've met amazing women all over the world and I get to call them friends, but how it informs my work um, because it lets me know who I am and then what I get to bring to my people that work with me as a result of that, that over the past couple of years has really let me see is has really shown me the muscle of who I am as a coach, like the, the sculpting of that. It's been really powerful to do that. So it's really like letting in for some people that may look like you hire your own coach and you do your own stuff. I think for you and I, it's like, how can we play and explore the world? And that informs us of where we're going with the art of our work. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think a question for everybody who is listening to this, if they want to go to the Boston University Facebook page and continue this discussion is, you know, do you think if you're already a coach, do you agree with us that coaching is an art form? And if you're not yet a coach and you're interested in coaching and you definitely want to figure out how to become a coach and, and work your art into the world, there'll be information there on our next round of signups on how you can become an artist in the world. That's right. And all these things that you may think about yourself in terms of your interest, um, different jobs you've done, different career paths. And that's this is also the art of it. You thinking to yourself like, well, I'm a nurse or I was an attorney. We know a really great attorney who's a great kick-ass coach. They are not mutually exclusive things. The art of what you're doing and offering people is this beautiful synthesis of all of those things. So for me, therapist, teacher, fitness, movement, coaching, it all, writer, <laughs> it all makes perfect sense. Mm. That's the art. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could say this, speak to the same thing about who you are and how you show up in the world and what that's brought to what you deliver to the people that you serve. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, for sure, on the business side, um, coaching being art is uh, Martha Beck, who trained me, really taught me this really early on that she wanted to combine and and she does that has always done this combine the things that she loves and is obsessed with with coaching and that's what really helps keep it really fun and fresh for her and so she would always drill that into me like figure out what you're obsessed with and Mm -hmm. add that to coaching and that is how you sell coaching packages and so for her it has always been um, equus coaching so coaching with horses or she's obsessed with animals and she's always been obsessed with Africa. So, you know, she uh, does retreats every year in Africa called the African Star. And and so I took that, I witnessed that, and then set about to do that for my own coaching practice. And so travel is an obsession of mine. So a big part of my business, and, and it is art, is, you know, life coaching retreats and all over the world or... You know, I really love pop culture. And so a lot of the marketing of my coaching revolves around what I'm obsessed with, whether it's a TV show or Beyonce, um, you know, you name it. I try to fuse together the things I'm really interested in and coaching. And that you're so right. That then becomes art. Yes, ma'am. So get to the Boston University Facebook page. Let's continue this discussion on coaching as an art form, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. 
Yes, queen! We hope you loved this episode. Here's your next move. If you're curious about becoming a certified life coach, check out Boss University. Boss U is a coach certification program. If you're in the health and wellness industry, if you work as a therapist or a professor or a school guidance counselor, you run a company, manage a team at work, or if your work has anything to do with helping people reach their potential, then adding a life coaching certification to your toolkit would be an excellent move. Just go to bossuniversity.com to learn more about what you can do with a life coaching certification and why these skills are so valuable and applicable to almost any industry. At bossuniversity.com, you'll also see all the info about Boss University and you can decide if this is right for you. No pressure, of course. However, if you're shopping around for a certification program, our program is definitely the most fun. That is no joke. We roll out the red carpet for you. We feed you incredible food. We do training sessions in a gorgeous artsy hotel instead of a boring conference room. We make the training experience fun and beautiful and uplifting. Most importantly, we give you tons of business and marketing training because we don't just want you to become a great coach. We want you to become a great coach who makes great money. Again, the website is bossuniversity.com. Hop over, check it out, review the curriculum, read testimonials from our students, decide if this feels right for you, and meanwhile, feel free to listen to another Boss You podcast episode. See you in the next episode.